Good evening, and welcome back to the television graveyard. We are your TV necromancers, Lara Prince and Noah Woolahan. We have come here tonight to excavate the remnants of past TV shows to find out which ones could be resurrected, should be resurrected, and which one should stay doomed. This is a podcast in which we analyze the history, the hype, and the aftermath of shows that ran only one season. Or only one episode. With me, as always, is TV's Noah Houlihan. It's been a while since I've gotten to play Doctor. Yeah. So, fortunately for that quote, we are not doing Kid Nation this week. Yes. Uh, Kid Nation, we realized, we, we ran into some personal problems, and we'd rather do good Kid Nation later than rushed Kid Nation now. Things have gotten a little bit hectic, and we wanted to give Kid Nation... The time and energy it really deserves, so we decided to do a quick episode of a, uh, a game show pilot because those are fun and we haven't done one in a while. Yeah, we tend not to do game shows because they're repetitive and it's hard to do a full season of a game show, but we did find a couple of just game show pilots. Yeah, thanks to Game Show Network, who has run two marathons of these, giving us slightly better quality versions because they were pulled off TV in the late 90s, early 2000s, instead of the original 1981 run of Dollar a Second. Dollar a Second. Original is not accurate. Okay. This was the revival pilot. Right. Originally, it ran from 1953 to 1957. Right. Uh, they tried to bring it back in the late or in the early 80s, and uh, this is what happened. So basically, someone else was like, could this be resurrected? And they decided no. And now we're going to also decide whether it can be resurrected. But first, we're going to pour one out. Yes, let's pour one out. What do you got there, Laura? Uh, I have the penalty box. The penalty box? Yeah, it's just water, but we'll be really dramatic about it. Oh, no, no, water? Ah! No, my makeup. (laughs) What do you got? Uh, I have the outside event. It is some beatbox. Oh, no. Sponsor us, beatbox. Yeah, and basically it's the outside chance that the outside event will happen that beatbox will become a sponsor. So I thought I'd drink more delicious 11% beatbox here on the show. I'm drinking it now. Listen to the ice. Ooh. Some beatbox ASMR. Mmm. That is red. Yes, it is the red flavor. Yes, it is the red flavor of delicious... Sponsor bait beatbox. And that red goes in with our first contestant, Laurie, the flight attendant, yeah. who is wearing a red tracksuit. Yeah. So, well, first we have Dollar a Second startup, and we are introduced to our host, Bob Eubanks. Yes. Do you know who Bob Eubanks is? Yeah, he's a very famous game show host. Yes, he is the host of the, the Newlywed, Newlywed game. game, which is probably the where he's best known. He was also responsible for Card Sharks. And he, um, he very much has that newlywed game aura about him in this, in that he's still pretty flirtatious, he's still pretty over the line with female contestants. Yeah, well, he was like a shock jock first, and okay. then he became a, a game show host. Do you know what happens if you Google Bob Eubanks? No. The first thing that comes up is, how big is the age gap between Bob Eubanks and his wife? That answer... 29 years. He is 29 years older than his wife. Okay. So there's a fun little bit of news for you about Bob Eubanks. 
Ooh, what is he known for on IMDb? He's probably known for the newlywed game, uh, Card Sharks, Roger and Me, the uh, documentary by Michael Moore, uh, because he's also from Flint, Michigan. And then, um, I don't know, Trivia Trap? Nope. He is known for Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, as the Ding Dang Dong host. Payback, a show, a movie in which he was the producer, the MC on Johnny Dangerously, and Riptide as Bob Eubanks. I tried. I tried, folks. So nothing that makes sense. Of course. That's why that's a fun game to play. Uh, so Bob Eubanks will be our host, and he comes out and he says... Thank you, everybody. Welcome to Dollar a Second. Let me tell you, this is the show where anything can happen. And I'll tell you, it usually does. And I was like, lie. This is the first time you've done this. Yeah. This is a pilot. You have no idea what the usual looks like. It might have been like the catchphrase from the first one. Right. Because this is very much in the nostalgia cycle. Mm-hmm. The kids who grew up watching this show would be in their like mid to late 30s at this point. When they're trying to do this 1981 revival. I mean, like, video or video game. Game show uh, revivals are very common. Like, right now, Elizabeth Banks is doing Pressure Luck because they brought Pressure Luck back. Like, they love bringing back these old game shows and just trying them again. I mean, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Jeopardy itself was a revival. Yes, yes. Alex Trebek is not the original host of uh, Jeopardy. He is the host of the 1983 revival, I want to say, 1983. Yes. So I found that very interesting of, like, Jeopardy itself is a revival. Yes. So he is going to show us this show, Dollar a Second, and we bring on our first... uh, our first contestant. Who is Laurie, a flight attendant. Yes, and she had a very different idea of what was going on here, according to Bob Eubanks. This lady works for an airline. Now, can you imagine the reaction that she must have had when we called her up? We said, why don't you come down here? We're going to shoot a pilot. <laughs> it's, a, it's a fine game show joke. Yeah, it's a, sol- it's a solid game show host joke for a flight attendant. He also immediately objectifies her as much as possible. Yes, this is Bob Eubanks. Bob Eubanks is a bit of a scumbag. I don't like Bob Eubanks. No, I, very few game show hosts are like outed as good people later. <laughs> like they tend to, we find out they are terrible outside of Alex Trebek, who can do no wrong. Yeah. yeah he was, never did anything wrong in his life ever. I tried to name another one and then immediately thought of a scandal that they went through. So yeah. yeah. Uh, so Bob Eubanks is telling her to jog. Yes. And she, like, jogs really fast like she's on flash dance. Yeah. And we're going to play a game. Get excited, folks, for this game. You can play along at home right now. Well, first we discuss the outside event. Oh, yes, I'm sorry, the outside event. We meet Adele, an audience member, who is feeding nickels into a slot machine. And in this outside event, when something predetermined happens... The contestant loses all of their money. As long as they are on stage, they will get a dollar a second. You get a dollar a second. But when Adele hits the jackpot, Laurie will lose all of her money. Yeah, so let me just again state this. An event that she has no control over... Yes. ...could happen at any time. And it's not like a progression. It's not like something where it was like, this girl is going to try to build a block tower. 
Right. Once it gets 12 uh, levels high, it's over. And then you could see it, like, getting higher and higher. It's like, no. When the randomness happens, you lose. Best of luck. Yeah, it could happen at any time. Doesn't have anything timed to it. So... That starts happening. She's given $100 to start, and then she will make a dollar a second. And we're going to play this game called Wheels or No Wheels. And again, you can play this at home, folks. Uh, Stand up right now if you're listening, not if you're driving. Uh, I'm going to name something. If it has wheels, jog in place. If it doesn't have wheels, stop jogging. You all ready to play? Here we go. Here we go. Okay, train, wagon, window, roller skates, ice skates. Keep. I'll be right back. I'm- we having fun? We having fun with this game? Sure. <laughs> so it's just like we watch this woman run in place and then not run in place. And I think by design it's supposed to be a game that's very easy. So when she screws up, you at home can be like, what an idiot! She thinks windows have wheels. Well, she gets out on ice skates. Ice skates, So yes. she gets out on one that's a little bit of a trick. Yeah, and Bob Eubanks is like, no. They don't have wheels, you stupid flight attendant. They don't have wheels. Oh, you silly. Ice skates don't have wheels. So why would you think ice skates have Look how dumb she is. We're going to punish her. And then we get the penalty box. And they make her sit on a stool and take her shoes off. Mm-hmm. It's a health club. And then she's going to sit on the stool and then she has to ring a bell and then Melvin will come out and set her in the tub. Yes. And get you're, you're 100% right. M- what you're thinking right now. Melvin is a giant robot in boxer shorts. Not just any boxer shorts. Exactly the ones you picture if you think cartoon boxer shorts. Yes. The white ones with the little red hearts on them. So she's just sitting there and then here comes Melvin and Melvin picks her up and puts her into a bathtub. And And then she gets to pick from one to four. Yes. One of these is connected to water. Yes. The other three are not. And if she chooses one of the ones that is not, she's evaded the penalty. Yes. So she chooses one. She pulls it. No, No water comes out. The money is still going. The money is still going the whole time. Yeah, while she's in the penalty box, it still is adding. And then after the penalty box, she's offered the ability to either stay with the money she has or quit with the money she has or stay and keep playing. Which at this point was 200 some dollars? Something like that, yes. $48? So then they give her clogs. Oh, yeah, we should mention. She chooses to keep playing. Yes. Because she's only won 240-some dollars. Yes. Uh, I sh- one weird thing I want to note is the moment where she's, like, deciding yeah. whether or not she should do it, the money stops. Which makes sense, because a smart person would game it for as long as possible and go, like, I don't know. Well, the nickels don't stop. The uh. girl's still putting stuff in the, uh, the cash, not cash register, the slot machine. And so she could still lose. She just can't win anymore. But it's a game show, so you want that moment of like, keep playing, save the money. I don't know what to do. I'm, I'm going to be greedy and keep playing. So then they give her a pair of wooden clogs. Yes. And then they have her lay down. 
mm-hmm. and put her legs in the air. And at one point, Bob Eubanks does tell her to spread her legs further apart. Yes. And she's put her hands behind her knees for support. Mm-hmm. And that's when he says, Where does it hurt, little girl? No, oh, oh, it doesn't hurt. I haven't played doctor for a long time. It's mm-hmm. so creepy. Yeah, this is very like that 1970s gong show. This isn't sexual unless you think about it too hard. I actually have a note of like, this is very 70s. It's 1981 and everyone knows the 70s don't end until 1983. Yeah. Because this... This feels so 70s. Yeah, this reminds me of the gong show when they had the two girls like eat a popsicle. The popsicle twins. (gasps) How scandalous. So she's laying there. People were real mad about the popsicle twins. Yeah. She spreads her legs apart and like he justifies spread your legs apart further so that when she clicks them together It makes a louder noise. Yeah, you get like rather than which is harder to understand if there's more like time in between things. And she needs to click for every so you can play this at home right now if you want to lay on your back and hold your knees and spread your legs. With those wooden shoes we know you have. I haven't played doctor in a while. And you want to clap your feet together for every uh, leg that the creature I say has. So. Chicken. Duck. Tiger. Elephant. Centipede. Oh, just teasing about centipede. <laughs> lay down, lay down. You're doing fine. Centipede has 99 of them. You put your legs back up here. Which, that's a fine little bit right there. Yeah. It should be noted that they attempted a failed bit in the first game where she's jogging Mm -hmm. where they wanted to have her jog and Bob Eubanks was going to go, I'm going to go check on the slot machine. So she'd be like stuck running. Mm -hmm. But she was running on ice skate and it... She was like, wait, no, actually you lost. Yeah. So like, they're trying to do these bits that interfere with gameplay, which is not what I'm here for if I'm watching a game show. (laughs) And uh, eventually she says that a quail has three legs. She's never heard of a quail because she's stupid, right, Ah, Bob Eubanks? Yeah. Uh, So then I I should also say that this woman that he's doing this with looks a lot like his current wife. Oh. So uh, once again, she's taken to the penalty box. We have to go through the whole rigmarole again of ring the bell. Here comes a robot. And this time she chooses three and the water turns on and she gets really wet. She complains about her wet. Bob Eubanks is actually like, are you okay? And she goes, no. Yes. And so because she has failed in the penalty, which again is luck-based, yep, her game is over and she walks away with $372. So since she started with 100 she played the game for 272 seconds. Yes. Uh, which I did the inflation calculator. Oh, oh, she actually won $372. Right. Well, she started with 100 Yes. And then she was on for 272 seconds. So that gave you the $372. Yes, which is $1,117.24 of 2021 money. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, so she wins a little over $1,000. That makes sense for the amount of work she did. And like, this is a game show that's not 
designed for you to be like, I'd be good at this game. I should get on this game. Or like, oh, what a game of skill. This is a game show where it's like, I want to be on television. Yes. So this is a way I can be on television. Then a dollar a second, it's all about like, do you want to stay on television more or do you want the money? Yes. Like that's kind of the design. Uh, So she takes her $372 and she's gone. So now we need a new contestant. We have Harry, a tire salesman. He is inexplicably dressed like a little Dutch boy. Yes. Like picture the paint company Dutch boy. That is what he is dressed as, like a little Lord Fauntleroy, the little blonde page mate, like page boy. Yeah. Wig. And like and a, a big bonnet hat. And a big dark handlebar mustache that is definitely his own. Yes. And, and Bob Eubanks feigns bewilderment. Yes. It it's it kind of has that like let's make a deal feel of like look they're in a silly costume, but it's very much setting up like. Every episode, we will have a hot, sexy woman, and they will do quasi-sexual things, and then we'll have a guy on, and we'll make him look like an idiot! Yes. And uh, Harry gets to choose whether to keep the current outside event or choose a new one. Mm -hmm. And he, for no good reason, decides to go against the law of probability, and he keeps Adele trying to get the jackpot. Gambler's fallacy. Yeah? Just because she hasn't hit in between those times doesn't mean it's more likely that she'll hit it now. I mean, I thought they were usually programmed to pay out something every so often. And I would assume if there was ever a rigged uh, slot machine... That's I want to talk about. If there was ever going to be a rigged slot machine, it would be this one. Yeah, we will talk about it more once this one's over. But the gambler's fallacy is basically if you see a roulette table and you see that it hit black five times in a row, you will think red is due. But to be honest, the the effects of a spin on roulette are not at all affected by its earlier spins. I understand that, but slot machine does but not sl- work the same slot way. Ma- yeah, we don't know how this slot machine works. Slot machines are inarguably, like crane machines, programmed a certain way. Yeah. So, I wouldn't argue that the gambler's fallacy has any weight here. Okay. Because the with a roulette wheel, it is always an equal chance. With a slot machine, we all know it's not. Yeah. So, to me, this would be going against... What I would consider probability. Yeah. I would assume that especially this slot machine, which is probably not casino regulation, there is probably after 150 pulls, she'll hit jackpot. Yeah. And we don't really see much of her. Like, so we don't see whether she's getting close or like mm-hmm. much about what the slot machine looks like. Yeah. So we do know that she's throwing nickels into it. Yes. So then we get his game. Which, I hate everything about this. He gets a baseball hat and a fireman's hat. Yes. And he's going to... Bob Eubanks is going to say a word. If it's associated with fireman, he has to put on the baseball hat. Yes, like ladder. And if it's associated with baseball, he has to put on the fireman's cap. Like strike. So, first off, if you knew this was the game he was going to play... Why give him a costume with a hat? 
Yeah, because uh, Penny, who I guess is the Barker's Beauties type of character, yes. comes in and takes Harry's original hat and gives him these other ones. I was like, what a waste of time. And I know he's making six bucks during all this, but stupid. And uh, the whole point of this is that it's confusing and... Unfortunately, it's too to good f- at being confusing because Harry gets the first question wrong, yeah. but does not get caught. Yeah, the judges don't catch it until he gets the next question right. And then everyone's kind of like, wait, so what is he supposed to do? Yeah, my notes actually go, you put on the opposite hat? No, wait, you put on the right hat. No, you put on the opposite hat. And Bob Eubanks is like, all right, we're going to try it again. And they just start over again. Yeah. And again, it gets screwed up. And he's like, all right, whatever. Well, and then Harry has to go to the penalty box. And it's set up like a party. But what Harry has to do, we never find out. Yes, because a jackpot happens. And And Adele gets up, jumps up and down, and you may as well call her Handsome Pete. She's dancing for nickels. That's Handsome Pete. He dances for nickels. Pete, you got some customers. And they're like, well, it's been 69 seconds. (laughs) Nice. Uh, So you do not win your $169. You just lose. Yeah, he does get a chin on camera. He gets a what? Uh, a Chinon camera. That's the name of the brand. Oh, okay. It is a hilariously late 70s, early 80s camera. They okay. show like the little like consolation prize vignette that has a near and dear place in my heart from all the double there I watched as a kid. Yeah. But like, let's talk about Harry's like situation here. He spent most of his time getting ready for the game. Not actually playing the game. Then he got to his penalty. And before we could even learn about it, the slot machine that we don't know how it's programmed. Yeah. We don't know how, like, what outcome is happening here. We don't know how fast this audience member is putting in the nickels. She doesn't get anything for getting jackpot. No, I don't really know what she wins, what jackpot she gets. Yeah, so she's just screwing over this man who's trying to make money and be on television. And the only time you get a chance to leave that we see is when you survive a penalty game. Yes. So he doesn't even get a chance to leave with his money. Nope. So he's doomed to lose no matter what. Right. Because he tried to lose as fast as possible and they're like, no, let's make him play again. Had they not randomly decided you're playing again, he might have had time to do the penalty box and leave with the money. That's true. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, this is all screwed up. So now we get a complete, we get a couple, the Mitchells, and they are dressed like uh, pizzeria chefs from the pizza box. Yes. Like, you know exactly what I mean. Like, they have the white chef's toque. And, but the checked red apron mm-hmm. that just screams like the, the pizza box. If you're not ordering from Domino's or Pizza Hut, any indie place mm-hmm. has the pizza box with like the chef on it. Yeah. And that's what they're dressed like. Mm-hmm. And they're, it's uh, Donna and Colton. And they, are, they throw in their names so quickly that you do miss them. Yeah, I did not get their name. I just wrote a couple down in my notes. And... Bob Eubanks does his usual, like, oh, is, is he a good husband? And Donna goes, uh... Oh, why'd you, why'd you pause? Uh, yeah? Why'd you pause? 
And then yeah. he's like, what do you think? Or do you think you're a good husband? He goes, I'm a good husband because I have a good wife. Yeah. You're a politician. That, my next note is, well played, my dude. Yeah. Uh, and they're outside event because they have a new one because the yes. jackpot happened. They get to pick randomly out of four. And it's one of those another ones where, like, they pick one and you don't get to see what the other ones were. Yeah. So there's no real way to test how fair any of this is. Yeah. Is a the- Mets versus Giants game. Yes. When one team scores a run, either team, the outside event is over. Yeah. Now, this, like the jackpot, has a set time. I think there is a producer who knows how long it is into the first run of this clip. Well, that's the thing I want to ask. Is it a live game? No, there's no way that's a live game. Or they're just like, yeah, we put in this random tape. This was filmed in February, which is not during baseball season. Ooh, okay. Boom! Researched! So... I don't have a song or anything, so... No. No, Noah does some research and he gets a whole song! Yes. Laura does research and that's just what's expected of her. I'm glad you understand. Guys, hashtag give Laura a song. Hashtag sponsor us Beatbox. Beatbox. Give me a song. <laughs> give us a beat. And also money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this first game is a dating game kind of game. Uh, or newlywed game kind of game, rather. Yes. They ask them personal things about them, and it's essentially the shoe game from a wedding. E- kind of, yeah. Like, they are asked a question, and they have to say which person in the couple it applies to. Yes. So, if it's if it's your partner, you point over your shoulder at them. Yeah. If it's not your partner, you stand still. And then the idea is, if only one person points, it's correct. Yeah. If you both point, or if neither of you point, you're wrong. Because the first question is, who starts more arguments? He points, she does nothing, they get the question correct. Yeah. Then they lose on who wins more arguments because they both point. Yeah. And then you get some, like, newlywed bickering. You always get what you want. Yeah. And so then we go to the penalty box. And Colton has to lay down on a chase lounge. And then my next three notes. Why are so many of these kind of weirdly sexual? Oh, wait. The 1970s doesn't end till 1983. And there's a double dare conveyor belt. It, it reminds me of I Love Lucy a little bit. Yeah. With its conveyor belt, there is a pie crust that will be moving along, mm-hmm. and she has to put in filling, then run back to the other side, grab whipped cream, run back, put the whipped cream on, run back to the other side, and then get a cherry. Yes. And on top of that, she has to run back and grab a tray. Yes. Three of the four trays have a long enough chain to get to where she can catch the pie before it lands on her husband. Mm-hmm. The last chain is too short and she won't be able to make it. And then her husband will get pied in the face. Yes. This is like visually fun. Yeah. So she's able to do this like very quickly. And they don't explain to her that she's supposed to hold the tray over her husband's face. Yeah. And let it fall onto it. So what ends up happening is she throws in the filling, throws in the whipped cream, puts the cherry on grabs the tray and then just slides the tray under the pie while it's still on the treadmill. And Colton just gets whipped with chain, like across his face. Yeah, he gets whacked. Oh! And they're like, you win! And he's like, ow! 
they're like, all right, we're going to move on more. And Colton's like, if we do this again, can she lay down? And Bob Eubanks is like, no. No. <laughs> and they're getting like really close and they find out that if they make it through 500 seconds, they will get a bonus $500. Yes. And they're already at like four something. I was like, this doesn't mathematically make sense with how much time has passed. I don't think. I feel like there may have been editing. So they start playing the game again. They get, who's the best lover? They say each other. Another time in the penalty box. Again. Yeah. Uh, this time she does successfully catch what, it what over losers, his face. What losers they are having good sexual partners. Right? Yeah. Also being aware. Idiots. And so they they get through another round of the penalty box yes. unscathed. Yeah, yeah, no chain whip this time. She because holds. she successfully catches it over his face. Yeah. And then they get another game. Red, white, and blue. If he says something that is red, you put your hands on your shoulders. If you say something that is white, you put your hands on your hips. And if you say something that's blue, you touch your toes. But they, yes. He makes them stand back to back. Yes. So this is another, like, planned bit. Yeah. Because so, he's like, ketchup, fire truck, paper. Everybody says Milk. That's white. Milk. And then he's like, blueberries. And then they both bend over the touch of their toes, which makes their butts hit each other. Yeah, they, they butt bump. Stumble. And then they fall. <sighs> Hilarious. And then an alarm goes off. Because we are out of time. Out of time. So we're going to go to commercial because we're out of time? Right. Which is weird. And they also, they get the extra $500. Yeah, we come back and they have like $1,025. Which is $3,078 in 2021 money. And Bob Eubanks is like... Okay, you guys have $525. I told you we'd add 500 to it. When you reach 500, you get $1,025. You know there's a guy on third base over there. And you know in the penalty area, there's only two trays left. And one of them has a little bitty chain. You want to take your 1025 and quit? Or would you like to come back tomorrow? What do you want to do? And they're like, we'll come back. And I was like, but won't the game be over? The baseball game? Yeah, they're really <laughs> leaning on that. That baseball game, and I guess they stopped that? It's not like there's someone's going to run out on the Cubs and Giants and be like, Hold! A dollar a second is over. They're using us as part of their game. We're going to have to come back tomorrow. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. So, that's the game. They, they choose to come back tomorrow. There is never a tomorrow. They never will, so I guess they don't get paid. Uh, this pilot was aired twice on Game Show Network. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, I, I want to find the rest of this marathon. It was part of the Game Show Turkeys Marathon. They ran on one Thanksgiving. Which was all... Like, unsold pilots of game shows. And then the Raise the Dead Unsold Pilot Marathon in 2000, right around Halloween. Uh, hosted by alumna Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Yeah. And that Raise the Dead is really, like... I didn't know it existed t- t- till today, but it does feel like the grandfather of Stay Doomed. Of Stay Doomed by the Game Show Network, it does. Uh, so yeah, that's the the whole show. Um, what are your What are your thoughts on this? Um, game shows are always a little repetitive, so it's hard to kind of give this a fair shake. I do feel the gameplay is really flawed because of how much cannot be controlled or regulated how much is left to pure luck and chance mm-hmm. 
So I don't love that. Uh, I would call this a stay doomed. Yeah. Yeah, I also think the host was kind of slimy to all the female contestants, so... Yeah, I'm going to give it a stay doomed as well, because I know I mentioned this on another episode, that there are two types of game shows. There are... I can win this shows where you sit at home and you kind of play along and you're like, oh, I know what I would have done. Oh, yeah, like the chase. Like the chase and stuff like that where it's like, I think I could win this show. I could take him out. Then there's look at these stupid people, which is like, I don't want to do this show. Look, they're like wipeout where it's like, look at these people falling and breaking their necks as they fall into the water. You've always wanted to be on wipeout. Regardless. The, the point of that show is I want to be on Wipeout but I don't think I can I don't watch Wipeout and go I would nail this that's true I would do this flawlessly it's look at these people like getting slammed into things yes that's the point of Wipeout this is supposed to be a look at these stupid people show yeah but they're not doing anything stupid enough that I would want to watch them like oh my god this is so crazy oh robots there yeah I, oh. I can agree with that uh, I think this show would benefit from a less slimy but more sinister host. Okay. Like, I think this would be nailed by, like, a Jimmy Carr. Okay. Or uh, a Dave Attell. Where it's kind of just like, ah, you lost. Now we're going to torture you. <laughs> Type feel. Like it's, an Alton Brown and Cutthroat Kitchen. Yeah, where it's kind of like... Instead of it being, like, slimy, like, yeah, the host is off-putting. That's kind of the point. He's evil. Evil. Like, a more obviously evil Or go, like, real hard with this and just make it the Crypt Keeper. Yeah, like, seriously. Like, instead of it being, like, this guy's your friend playing a fun game with you, make it a, I'm making you embarrass yourself, but I'll give you a dollar a second. That's your prize, but you have to do exactly what I say. And I have ADD, and ah, you messed up the shoe game, so now you're getting hit with a pie, blah, whatever. Uh, I think if you made it a, this show is not meant to be fair show. Okay. And it's just like screwing with people, but people get paid. I think it could work. It doesn't go far enough to work. It's not entertaining enough to work. And as a game show, like, it sucks. Yeah, I agree. And it doesn't feel like you get enough from it. Yeah, nobody wants a dollar a second the home game. No, no. So yeah, this show sucks. Sure does. That was a dollar a second. All right. So, uh... What are we doing next week, Noah? And next week we're finally going to do Kid Nation. Yeah, we're actually a pretty sizable chunk into watching Kid Nation. However, since it is going to be the first episode, we're, Kid Nation is going to be two episodes because mm-hmm. it's 13 episodes. We just knew this was going to be a longer one to edit and we ran a little short on time in the editing cycle. So we wanted to give this enough time to put clips in and have a really yeah. good episode for you. So... We will be dropping Kid Nation a week from today. Yes. And also two weeks from today. <laughs> yes. So get excited for Kid Nation. It's all available on YouTube if you want to watch along with us. Uh, thank you to Crowdfund Crypt Keeper Matthew for being a Crowdfund Crypt Keeper and helping keep the lights on. You can join the Plus Two Comedy Patreon at patreon.com slash plus two comedy. Talk to us in our Discord and lots of other fun things. 
Where can people find us? You can email us at the Stay Doomed Show at gmail.com or on Facebook and Twitter at Stay Doomed. And if game theory is very important to you when it comes to game shows and ethics and the ability to win, I'm at Plus Two Comedy. If ethics are not that important to you and you have a way to like sneak me onto the chase or Jeopardy, I'm at Sprocket League. Until next time, stay doomed. Beatbox!